Welcome to the Provost Perspective. My name is Patrick. This podcast is dedicated to the opinions, thoughts, and experiences of my wife, Carolyn, and I's journey through marriage, children, and life as a whole. While the topics we discuss may be varied, we will do our best to orbit around marriage, relationships, love, and family. Welcome again, and we hope you enjoy. All right. So this week, um, I thought we'd talk about marriage roles, right? Okay. Um, both traditional and modern interpretations of them, I suppose. Um, so when I talk about marriage roles, I'm thinking, you know, patriarchal versus matriarchal, um, who's in charge of what and how, and then, you know, getting your perspective on it would be, I thought, a good place to go with it. We seem to go with that a lot. What? What is the, uh, the female's take on what's going on? Well, sure. I mean, because <laughs> a lot of the things that, like, people talk about when it comes to, like, family structure are historically male-based, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you have a unique perspective in the fact that you agree with the more traditional stuff. And, you know, I can sit here and rattle at a microphone all day long, but it doesn't change the fact that there's another person at the table whose perspective needs to be taken into account. You know? Oh, no, I agree. So, man of the house versus woman of the house. What do you got? Um, like in what context? Well, so in the in the traditional um, in the traditional definition sense of, of that, how, the, yeah. how the house runs. Yeah, the traditional definition of that: a man, a man of the house versus you know, woman of the house. And what I'm the, very much more man of the house. Explain. <laughs> um, well, I I definitely fall in line with the husband being the breadwinner or you making the final decisions in most of the big things that we have to not that you don't take my opinion into account but when we can't decide we default to you and i am perfectly okay with that and i fall in line with that or when it comes to religion or faith or anything spiritual i fall to you being the one that teaches us that leads us that that makes those decisions and does those things. So you're saying when we can't decide, um, what you're meaning is when you can't decide, <laughs> which is like 90% of the time. <laughs> I'm not good with decision making now. No. You're like, I don't want the responsibility. I don't want the responsibility. I no. want all the control, no responsibility. <laughs> right. Just, just right. let me handle it. And then if I can't choose, you just, you just tell you me just what tell you want me to, to do. do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot of family, there's a lot of women who would probably be very upset with that sentiment though. Yeah. That happens a lot. Yeah. What do you mean? Like, happens a lot where? Like, in person or, like, on the social medias? Uh, I, I have a couple of friends, um, not that I speak to on a regular basis, but grew up with or knew in the past that uh, we're very feminist. Okay. Um, for lack of a better term. And very much against my opinions in so, that regard. Like, not so much feminist, but as in, like, women empowerment type thing. Yes. Okay. Because apparently it's against women empowerment to let your husband handle things so yeah and i think that's that that strike comes off to me as like crazy Uh, yes you know because we've spent however many years saying look we trust you to make the decision we trust you to be able to lead us and then somewhere in the last 20 or 30 years we were like you know what you're actually retarded we don't know what you're saying which i guess would be fair if we had had a bunch of stuff that had gone like terribly wrong, mm-hmm. um, 
And don't get me wrong, we've had some fucking doozies of fucking decisions, but I think that there's, in a general purpose with humanity, I think that we've done fairly well, you know? Um, I mean, better than we do now. Because if you look at how the traditional family used to run versus how it runs now since female empowerment took over, it's crap. It's highly declined. And statistics show that uh, the traditional family model is failing rapidly women are unhappy men are unhappy children are unhappy families are not functioning divorce rates are higher than they've ever been because we've lost traditional roles and i don't see any problem with roles when did it become bad to do what we were good at when did it become wrong for women to be good at running a house when did it become wrong for men to be good at being breadwinners, I, I don't understand what's now, so bad. How is it not empowering to me to know that I can run this house and take care of my children? Yeah. You know? I, I think that there was a time, right, um, where things not being equal was a problem. Right? Of course. And men controlled the world with an iron fist kind of thing, right? And and I think that there's there's fair argument to saying that men are... Uh, women were oppressed to a degree. Absolutely. Um, so the equality marches and suffrage marches were absolutely important, and I think that they should have happened, and we've moved forward as a society from there. But I think it's gone to the extreme, um, to a point of negativity, right, where we, we attack men and masculinity. We attack the idea that having a traditional family role is wrong, right? Yes. So, as a man, I see my role as, well, to steal a catchphrase from another podcast, uh, to protect, provide, and preside over my family, right? Yes. It's my job to be the leader. It's my job to protect you you and the kids and my family from harm. And it's my job to provide needed sustenance. Whatever form that may take, you know, in the modern world, it's money, right? But it's... Those are my jobs, right? And if you look back at it historically, those were the jobs of men, right? We're expendable on an evolutionary level. So it was fitting for us to go out hunting where we might get killed by a boar or a reindeer or whatever the hell it is we happen to be hunting, mm-hmm. or hunting rather. Um, so the ability for us to bring that food back was important to the survival of the clan and the family. That has changed a bit uh, in our modern world. And I think it had, a lot of it has to do with how soft America is, right? In comparison to the rest of the world, Americans have it fucking Very easy. good, Yep. right? Um, not saying there aren't dangerous places to be or there aren't ways that we can improve. There absolutely are. But in a general sense, like, we live in a fucking fantastic place. Absolutely. Um, we're very safe. Uh, we don't have to worry about there being enough food to go around. We don't have to worry about, you know, I'm talking about grand scale. Obviously, there's exceptions to every thing, yeah. right? You're going to have families that are struggling. You're going to have people who can't put food on the table and all of those individual things. And they're called generalities for a reason. They break down once you get down to the individual level. But I'm talking in general, big picture, 300 million people. From that sky view looking down, we live in yeah. a fucking fantastic place. And we take it for granted. And Having that safety has allowed us the leeway to maybe question some of the things that were done for millennia prior to us. Mm-hmm. 
I'm not saying those things shouldn't be looked at. I'm just saying that it probably shouldn't be attacked in the way that it currently is, right? Right. And it's being attacked from all sides. Men, young men, typically are coming up saying, I don't want to be that man who just gets home, sits on the couch, drinks a beer, and scratches my belly, right? I want a woman who's going to, you know, I don't want to be that man who comes home and, and forces my woman to work or to stay home. And I don't think there should be a man out there that forces a woman to do something she doesn't want to do. I think females, women have the freedom to be as empowered as they want to be empowered. But if a female decides that she wants to stay home and raise her child, I feel like she should have the freedom to do that. Yep. You know, where... Without being criticized for it. But that's not the case. No. In a lot of places, you know, if you want to be a traditional homemaker, housewife, whatever you want to call it, you are... People look at you like, you've. what's wrong with you? I've been told on numerous occasions that I don't support women, that I let you control me, um, and none of those things are yeah. true at all. We've gone from um, women being oppressed to women being equal to women want special rights, and that's not how this works. I don't, I don't need special entitlements. I don't need special rights. There is not a woman on in this country that is oppressed yeah at all it it doesn't exist now there are women who are in not pleasant situations right they're with Absolutely. abusive husbands again or, we're talking in generalities yeah exactly As well you whole. said but you said not a single one uh, yeah we're not talking about the individuals we're talking about women in general you're not you're unequal in every way that matters you are equal to men you know, yes. there's a lot of things that are myths, but I mean, we're, we're digressing into a different topic here. I want to kind of stay with the yep. house roles, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so in the marriage, my realm, the way we've divvied it up, my realm is outside the house. Um, I worry about protecting the home. I worry about making large life movements. I worry about outside investing. I worry about, you know, making sure I make enough money make sure that the cars are taken care of, that the house is, you know, I worry about, I deal with maintenance of the house and pretty much anything outside the doors, that's that's my thing, right? Whereas you deal with all the things inside the home. Um, the cooking, the cleaning, the caring after children. Not that I don't help, I do help, but the bulk of it is with you, right? Um, you worry about budget. I bring the money in, you allocate where it goes and how it gets spent, right? And as some dudes are going to cringe at this, I get an allowance. It's factored into the budget. We agreed upon it. We said, okay, this is how much you have to spend on your miscellaneous shenanigans throughout the month um, so that I'm not going crazy buying monsters and eating out and doing all those other things. I have a budget. That's what I spend my money on. We also have a budget for video games and all kinds of other things too. But um, well, Let's clarify that though too For on a side note. The allowance, so to speak, isn't because I'm only allowing you to spend a certain amount of money. Right. It's more per if I'm the one handling the budget, you have no idea where that money needs to go every month. You don't want to spend so much that we don't have enough to pay the bills. Yeah. So. Well, it's not. It's not that I don't have any idea where the money goes every month because I do track it. I do look yeah. through. I do look through the bank account. I make sure bills are paid. You know, I double check. I double check and verify stuff. And I do ask questions sometimes. Hey, we have this purchase on Amazon. What is that for? Right. Oh, okay, it's this. Okay. Hey, did the car insurance come out already? Yep. Okay. Cool. You know, we do talk about it. It is part of the conversation. It's not like I'm completely hands off. But you do the bulk of that work. Right. Uh, and we've discussed previously as to why we came to that decision. But I'm not necessarily going to be per- somebody who's working 16 hours a day to come home and say, Hey, hey, did you know that 
Wesley doesn't have pants that fit him. You know, that's, I'm not going to, on it, to be honest, you're not going to know that. I'm not going to notice that shit because no. he's most of the time he's in bed by the time I get home. So that's stuff that, you know, gets, for a better, lack of a better word, delegated, right, yeah. over to you to manage and hold and take care of. Uh, and I trust you to do that. And you, in turn, trust me to make smart decisions with the stuff that goes on inside the house, with career decisions, moves, you know how I'm investing money or allocating money here or there before it even comes into the house. You trust me to make a good decision with that stuff. And that's part of it right now. I don't ever make any large decisions without consulting you well, obviously. hardly ever. Yeah. You know, if we've got a move coming up, I try to give you as much heads up as I have. Hey, we're going to do this. We're looking at this. We're looking at that. What do you think? What do you think we should do? Right? So there's a lot of partnership that goes on too. It's not like we have, you know, isolated roles or whatever, but, you know, just like, for example, if I'm coming home and you still got the kids out of karate, you're like, hey, can you preheat the oven and throw this in there for me, right? Right. Like, there's a shared, there's a bit of share there that isn't, you know, exclusive. It's not like I come home at fucking 7 o'clock at night and put my muddy boots on the table and go, where's my chicken, bitch? You know what I mean? It doesn't really work right. like that. But I also understand, and most women need to also understand, that um, if I don't work outside of the home and yeah. you do this is my job yeah. so there's no reason that you should have to do a ton of household chores when you come home right because that's what i should have been doing during the day um, unless i've got a job outside of this house that is my job and there is nothing wrong with my job being to clean this house and make sure it's okay for my children and my husband and myself yeah and anything else that resides here Right. You know, it's not like you're staying home because there's 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 the duality of perceptions, right? So there's right. some people who are like, oh, you're staying at home, you you're not keeping the fight for women, and you don't support women. And there's the other half of where like, oh, you stay at home, must be really hard to stay at home and eat bonbons and watch soap operas. You right, know what I mean? and it's neither of it's those things. It's neither of those three things. Yeah. When I have to work from home because of stupid shit going on, I watch you run around the house like a fucking maniac. You know, cleaning and vacuuming and dusting and doing this, that, and the other. And I'm like, that looks exhausting. I'm going to go back to work. You know what I mean? Um, but we have our, our differences of roles, and we've come to an agreement on them. You yes. know what I mean? And I think that's the important thing to take apart. Because I know families who have dual income, right? And mm -hmm. they've agreed to divvy up the, the right. stuff in the house between each other. Right? But I've also seen how much those dual income houses struggle, especially with the communication yeah. on who's doing what. Well, right. isn't it your night to do dishes or why didn't you do this or why aren't you helping out? And it's, I see where that becomes frustrating because now you've got two different people that have also worked all day and now you both want to try and put in that work to take care of the house too because no one's been here, right. you know? And now you got to figure out who's going to help with homework, who's going to do this, who's going to do that. Well, that and you both got get off of work you and both come tired. home and you're tired and you want to mm -hmm. rest and there's all this other stuff that has to get taken care of because you haven't prioritized that you know what i mean so we've worked to having this this dual place where we we can agree on things and we can discuss things and sometimes when, like if you're down in the weather or whatever i know i've got a shoulder a bit more at the house to help you get yeah. through Right. Um, but there's also times when, you know, like I'm going, I'm at a really busy time at work and I'm putting in stupid hours, you know, that I'm not going to have the time and headspace to be able to deal with stuff at the house. Right. But when I do have time, I do pitch in. And when you are feeling well, you do, you know, so mm -hmm. we, there's an ebb and a flow. It's not like it's locked in. 
I'm not doing dishes because that's her job. Like, we agreed to, that's her job. We're going to do dishes. You know, and I think that, you know, we've got a, we've budgeted our time, which sounds weird because it seems like we say budget a lot. But, I know. <laughs> but it's true, right? Like we do. Yeah. We, we, we budget money. We budget time. We budget resources. We yes. budget, you know, a lot and make sure that we have a cohesive plan going forward and mm-hmm. down the line. But I feel like if I can sidestep just a tiny bit, yeah. um, I mean, if we're talking traditional roles in the family, I feel like when those traditional roles aren't being fulfilled, being fulfilled, the children and the family as a whole suffer. I think that there's, I mean, I don't know how much there is as like far as studies and stuff to, to back that up, mm-hmm. but I kind of get that impression too. But I don't know how much of that is like confirmation bias right. versus, you know, because I know people out there who have perfectly functional relationships and both family members work and mm-hmm. they've found a way to make it work. To me, it just seems like a lot more work Absolutely. than just saying, hey, one of us needs to stay home. right? And I think that's probably the most important decision that needs to happen is somebody should yes. probably stay home. If you've agreed to have children, somebody's got to sacrifice a career. Temporarily at least. Temporarily at least to take care mm-hmm. of those children because now mm-hmm. you have another element that is going to suck up a large amount of time resources and energy mm-hmm. and somebody needs to be dedicated to that fight yeah. because what it seems like to me at least from the outside looking in because we don't have this issue but from the outside looking in it looks like they're trying to fight two you know two wars yep um at the same time and as much as i don't want to like say raising kids is a fucking battle but it sometimes very much is it's very much a war zone yeah. here very yeah. often um i mean we have four too which is a large pill to swallow yes but i think it's even more important if you've got fewer, right? Yes. So right now we've got four. They've always got somebody to play with. They've right. always got a friend, right? No matter where we go, no matter what we do, they've always got somebody they can play with. And ours are close enough in age yeah. for that to be true. Whereas other people, you know, you've only got the one kid without mom and dad around because they're working. What does that kid really have? Right. Right? And that's... Besides time to build resentment. Right. You're having kids so that somebody else can raise them. Right. That doesn't seem it doesn't really make sense. like the right choice to me, you know? You're going to miss out on a lot, but it's also your child that's missing out on a lot. Yeah. And I, I guess the most, the most we're going to hear from this, I, I guarantee you, is going to be the, we can't afford to have the one income household. And we covered yeah. that in finance. Right. That you can, it is possible, and it's way more feasible than most people think. Yeah. They just don't want to live within their means to do so. Well, I think that's kind of an underlying theme as much as it may not be a pleasant one for mm-hmm. a lot of what we talk about, which is sacrifice. Absolutely. Right? When it comes to finances, we chose to have a single fa- income. We wanted the family that we wanted. And because of that, we had to make sacrifices. Yes. We made sacrifices emotionally. We made sacrifices financially. We made sacrifices um, luckily not spiritually up to this point. We've, we've kind of been able to manage that a bit. Um, but I did make sacrifices career-wise. Right, but you've made sacrifices mm-hmm. with your career. I've made yeah. sacrifices with some of the decisions I would have made in my life just to make yes. sure that we were okay and that we were going in the direction we needed to go, that I could provide for the family and take care of everybody. There's a lot when it comes to taking a family. But it, for me, the future investment is far more important than the current sacrifice. Yes. Because if you look at it, truly look at it, we are raising the future. Absolutely. Right? We're, we're creating the next generation, and I want to ensure that we're doing everything we can to do it in the way that I think is proper. And right? if we're keeping one more child from growing up and being another adult in therapy, yeah. <laughs> then we've done our oh, job. no. Our, 
Ours are going to therapy. Don't worry, baby. They're going to therapy. Um, if you don't have at least one grown child in therapy, you have failed as a parent. Um, but seriously, like, you're going to fuck them up. Like, that's just, it's just part of it, right? It's part of the nature. Like, you don't know what you're doing. You don't know what you're doing with the first child. You're definitely, you barely know what you're doing with the second child. And by the time the third one comes around, you're still trying to figure, now it's all different. You got to figure out something else, right? So there is that part of, like, we got to learn it um, as as we go along. Mm-hmm. But, you know, to get back a little bit more on topic, um, we agree a lot in what the family roles should be, where you stand as wife and as mom and as, you know, woman. And where I stand as dad and as husband and as man, like we, we agree with that. Um, but from the, the impression is that we are a minority now. Right. So now I will say that, you know, in my current field of work, there's a lot of stay at home moms because it's easier to be a stay at home mom when you're moving every three to five years. right? Right. You can't really be a career woman and move every three to five years. It's not really feasible. But I don't know if the attitude is the same from the female side. It doesn't, from the outside, again, from the male side, you might have a closer in view of what military wives are like. But from the, <laughs> from the military wives side, like uh, from the husband side, I don't see the dedication to the craft as much as you say you have, right? Right, because what, what I see on the military wife side is many of them are unhappy because they feel more forced into that role rather than something they chose. Like they're at home because they don't have another option Mm. instead of choosing to have stayed home. Whereas I chose to stay home because we had that discussion and we had, I was working when we had the first two and we had made those decisions to stay home because I was fighting with my inner battles of, you know, my mom raised me one way and my friends have always told me that I shouldn't be that unempowered woman that stops working and stays home even though I really in my heart wanted to be at home with my kids because I felt that's where I was supposed to be and I think that's that's where everyone's losing that that particular battle is the couples aren't having those discussions because the guy doesn't want to come across as chauvinistic right and then the female doesn't want to come across as submissive right so thank you (laughs) (laughs) you complete me um so they don't have that discussion, and then no one's happy. And the worst part is they probably should have had those discussions yeah. about family rearing before they had a family. Right. And now you've got kids involved, and no one knows what they should do or what they can do or what's going to make the other happy. Well, So the big message that I want to get out, I guess, is it's okay. Absolutely. It's absolutely okay. If you're a woman and you want to stay home and raise your children... There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't make you less of a woman. It doesn't make you less of a, of a human being. It doesn't make you... You're not doing anything that's less dignified. I think that it should be respected just as much as any other career because, fuck, mm-hmm. there's a lot of days you work harder than I do. The I difference mean, is, is I bring home monetary compensation. I mean, know? I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> But I'm also I, not going to belittle what I do do at home. And I know I work hard. And you I said know. do do. <laughs> but I do work hard. Jerk. So hard. And I do. <laughs> and I know I put in enough for the family. Now, I went to college. Yeah. Um, I studied many things. I had many goals for my life. 
and none have ever fulfilled me as much as being a mom. And if I die tomorrow and I go out knowing that all I did with my life is be a mom, it's not all I did. Right. That, that's huge. Being a mom is a big deal. Being a caretaker is a big deal. I'm raising future people. I'm crafting the next generation. I. But it took you a while to get there. Absolutely, because I had an inner fight, yeah. turmoil, because I was raised... To think that it wasn't enough. Right. Yeah. Whereas, like, for me, um, I didn't have anything close to a traditional family model growing up. <laughs> I'll um, say. But I was always led to believe that that's a man's job. A man's mm-hmm. job is to go out, make money, provide for his family, and protect them. So I didn't have any emotional issue with it. I was like, yep, no, this is what I'm supposed to do. I did feel unfulfilled when I tried to stay home, right? When you were in college, yeah. Yeah, when I when I tried to stay home for, what was it, nine months, not even, six months? Yeah, yeah seven, seven? Seven yeah. months, yeah. So I did not feel fulfilled at all. I was like, oh. this is not where I need to be. This is not what I need to be doing. You know, if we were short on bills, I felt responsible even though... Mm-hmm. That wasn't supposed to be my job, right? My right. job was to stay home with the kids and take care of them and make sure they were doing what they needed to be doing and they were being raised. But when we were short on a bill, I felt responsible. Right. So when I got back into my role, yeah, it was a struggle because you made more money than me. Yes. You made more money than I could have in at the career So we at the took time. a pay cut when I came home. We took a significant pay cut. Yeah. But we always thought that this sacrifice was going to be worth it. Right in the long run, because our was. priority needed to be the raising of these tiny little crotch goblins we created. I was definitely happier once I came home. But I, men, don't be afraid to ask the question. You know, if that's what you want, you want to be, you know, you want a wife who's at home, who's okay with raising the children, who's okay with doing that. Bring it up. Hopefully, early on in the conversation or relationship, so that you guys can get past that. And if she's absolutely not okay with that maybe she's not the one you settle down with now that being said like you've got to find a woman who's got enough confidence to be able to say that no i want to stay home and and be comfortable with that it's probably not a conversation you broach the first time around because like i think like with you there's going to be a lot of women who fight that urge right and did you have that urge prior to having children or do you think that arose because you had children um I was very of the mind that I'm never going to be a stay-at-home mom. I'm going back to work as soon as I have kids. And I had one friend at the time that said, you're going to change your mind. I'm absolutely positive you're going to change your mind. And I thought she was nuts. And even though her and I don't speak anymore, I haven't talked to her in years, um, I did. Yeah. It took me six weeks after going back to work after I had Dela, And I was, nope heartbroken. I was upset. I was done. I knew I wanted to stay home. And even then, after that, I still kind of fought back and forth with whether or not, well, is this all I want to do? Is this all I'm going to be? And I let other people's opinions influence what I was doing. Why would you just stay home? You've got to be that strong, empowered woman and blah, blah, blah. What's so unempowering about staying home? Right. Absolutely nothing. Now, I think there are some guys out there who don't want their woman to come home, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if it's a um, like a vulnerability thing or whatever, right? Because you always hear about the housewives who, 
you know, pick up on the paper boy or whatever, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or have another guy home while you're working. Whereas if you're at work, I know you're at work and you're busy and that's it, right? So I think that there's maybe a tiny ink grain of that, but also there's some some freedom from a man's side of saying you've you've worked, you've got your own money, you can handle these things. It's not all on me, right? Mm-hmm. I can I can forsake some of that responsibility because you make your own money. So I get that. There's a little bit of freedom there, but I think even that is a cop-out. It's a bullshit excuse. Absolutely. Right? In, in my experience, I've discovered, and granted, like there's no statistics that I've looked up for this. This is just in my experience with people I've known, friends, family, whatever, that um, the men that typically want their woman to not quit her job and not go home are the men that keep their bank accounts separate. Men that want her to spend her own money, I'm spending my own money. Men that don't want to sacrifice their way of life to make up for whatever it would take for their wife to go yeah. home and stay with their kids. For me, I see that, and again, it's just my perspective. It comes across as a control thing. No. To me. It's not a control thing in, in my mind. It, it rings as immaturity, mm. right? Yeah, You're not willing to mature into your role as the father, the husband, the provider, and therefore you don't want to sacrifice the safety net of having somebody else, right? Yeah. Because if we were both working and we're short on a bill, I now have an out, right? I have somebody I can blame, which is boyish behavior. It absolutely is. Absolutely. It's immature behavior versus me. I know I'm the breadwinner. If we don't make enough money to cover our bills, that's my fault. I have to own that. I don't have an escape. It's it's my fault. I now need to figure out how to either A, cut back on our spending, which is probably the problem, or B, make more money, right? Yeah. Because, what was it? Um, was it Graham Stevens that was talking about people who make a bunch of money and then, I mean, now we're digressing into finances as we, we digress a lot. Yes, but finances come into just about everything. It Finance does. and communication are huge in yeah. any relationship. Well, but yes, the, it was Graham Stephen. I think that's the underlying... Oh, so let me finish that Graham point. Graham Stephan, sorry. Graham Stephan. Let me get into that point. That regardless of how much money you make, people worry, still worry the same amount about money and typically spend in proportion to the amount of money they make. So if you make $30,000 a year, you spend the same percentage of your money that you do. Let's say you make $30,000 a year, you're barely making ends meet, living paycheck to paycheck when you make $100,000 a year, you're going to be doing the same thing, right? Yep. Because people don't they learn. They adjust their spending to fit their paycheck instead of adjusting their spending to give themselves leeway, regardless of how much money they make. Right. Right. And that's something that we've gotten good at. We mm-hmm. still roughly spend the same amount of money now that we did when I was back making in 2013, right? Yeah. Making significantly less, despite the fact that we make more money now, right? Mm-hmm. Um so it's like that old saying where when I say I'm broke, it's not because I don't have money in my bank account. It's because yeah. I'm not spending that money. Right. I have spent what we have allotted ourselves to spend. Mm-hmm. So I don't yeah. it, it, what you're asking me to buy doesn't fit within my budget. Exactly. I'm that kind of broke. Not the I literally have change in my account. But see, this is the difference between people who make that thirty thousand dollars a year and people who are self-made millionaires. Mm-hmm. Millionaires have a budget. They'll tell you specifically. They have specific rules they follow. This is how much they'll spend here. This is how much they'll spend there. And everything else goes into savings and investing. Mm-hmm. And no one who makes 30000 a year does that. Even though they're fully capable, they just don't. Right. I'm living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, well, because you don't have a budget. Yeah. 
but that's anyway that's yeah. way off topic <laughs> again we're, get, we're digressing into finances and but i think so what would you say um we're probably bumping up against time here but what would you define as in a sentence or two is your role within the house I don't know. Omnipotent? I feel like this house would fall apart without me. <laughs> well, <laughs> this house would crumble without you... me. And I don't think that's the problem. Most stay-at-home moms don't realize how important their role is. They always pass it off as this, that's all I am is I'm a stay-at-home mom. But your child's sick. You're the one that gets to go get them and take care of them. You're the one that handles all the dentist appointments, doctor's appointments. You're the one that can run that gear your husband forgot at work today. Or when he forgot his phone charger out in the field and you drive two hours out of your way to go take You're it to You're never going to let me live that down. No, I'm not. Or when your husband needs you to bring him lunch and you bring him lunch. Or your kids have a volunteer program they need you at. Now you can go to field trips. Your your kids need this, that, and the other. It, it's huge so on top of providing the groceries, keeping the house clean, making sure that everything's running here so that when all of you come home, you can get your things done. So what you're saying is you're my executive assistant. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and I think... I am the CEO of this house, and that's a big deal. So all very valid points, very good points. Give me a sentence that you would put on a resume... <laughs> of what it is you think a woman's job is in the house. Oh, God, I don't know. In a household. Give me a sentence. Just one? Yes. For like what my role for is example, in the house? For example, for men, and sorry, Ryan Mickler, I'm stealing your shit, but for a man, my job is to protect the family, provide them with sustenance, and preside over them so that, we can lead in, so that I can lead them into a prosperous future. That's my job as a man. Name drop. If you don't follow order of man, go do it. You're wrong. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think somebody said it before. CEO of domestic and uh, something household. I don't remember. Somebody had had a, a really good line for it way back when. Um, just, I don't know. I can't really come up with anything. Well, you're gonna have fits. to you have to come up with one because we're definitely gonna put it in one of our future episodes. Okay. So you, I will I will think know, of like, it and I will come up with a tagline. One on. sentence of what it is a woman does, like what what makes a woman. Now, don't be okay. fucking googling shit. No, I'm not. You give yourself a reminder. No, oh. I have something. Well, we're not actually. gonna look for it right now. You can leave it for later. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that, I think that wraps it up for this week. Thanks for listening, and we hope to see you next week. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please reach out on Instagram and Facebook. We would love to hear your feedback or suggestions on our next topic. See you next week.